The following Outlaw Radio audio presentation is parody. Please be a grown-up and accept the following program as it is intended. Some elements of Outlaw Radio may not be suitable for uh, anyone. There may be occasional content that offends you or that you find irrelevant. If that is the case, we are doing our job. Accordingly, listener discretion is advised. Outlaw Radio is not for everybody, but neither is Kim Chi. Doohickey, you know, the doohickey that rolls. Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio time! This is Sean Young on Outlaw Radio. <laughs> hey, this is Shelley Berman on Outlaw Radio. Listen, come on, listen to me or listen to Matt. It, if you like being bored, it's great for you. <laughs> it's Robert Hayes. I'm here on Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt, a.k.a. The Weasel. We are here to drink. We're here to smoke. We're here to interrupt. You may drink. You may smoke. You may interrupt. But I'm here to f- Live from the Lighten Up Lounge, this is Tom DeLuise saying, this is Outlaw Radio. Hi, this is Chuck Woolery at Lighten Up Lounge on Outlaw Radio. There's lots of fun, guys. Be back. Two and two. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we smoke, we drink, and occasionally we bother people who look old and weak. Hi, this is Rick Dees with Magic Matt, a.k.a. Mr. Cigar, in the Lighten Up Lounge. We drink, we smoke, we... Yeah, a lot, uh, a lot of action on the show today. Uh-huh. In partnership with John Orlando. We love John Orlando. That's Tony Orlando's son. Good man out of Las Vegas. The host of Action Junkies... The Problem Solvers executive producer, David Kohlmeier, uh, a former New York City police officer, is offering $100,000 for any information that uh, uh, can uh, lead to the... Jeez, I just lost Arrest? Everything. What? Uh, lead to I the arrest know. of somebody? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. This, this dude is a retired uh, Henderson and uh, NYPD uh, officer offering a hundred thousand dollar reward. I had a sheet that gave the whole thing, and now I'm uh, I'm going to go by memory. Okay. Anyway, here's the good news: it's a hundred grand. If you can come up with some information on <laughs> uh, on uh, Tupac uh, Shakur's uh, murderer, all right? Yeah. Wow. And that dude will be on the show today. That's in, cool. In the second hour, David Colmeyer. A New Yorker who moved to Las Vegas. Why? Because he's smart. Got the hell out of New York. Those who get out of California and move to Nevada, smart. There's a shot at uh, all of Nevada becoming red again. I have my hopes up. So David Kohlmeyer on the show today. That should be fun, my friends. Uh, Where the hell is this? uh... You know, I'm so prepared. I I think I'm overprepared. Because now I can't find <laughs> all of my stuff. Where in the hell did I put this thing? Is it over here? Oh, here it is. Ah. Um, 
A man has been jailed after stabbing a woman with a syringe filled with his semen in a supermarket. What do you stab her? On the plus side, ladies, he's single. (laughs) And anybody see that uh, sweet baby James Taylor playing there at uh, Biden's stupid speech about the economy, even though the economy is in shambles? It's uh, sweet baby playing guitar while Rome is burning. Sort of apocryphal, I, I found it. God damn, I just can't, I just can't take these lefties anymore. I mean, I just, I, I can't, I can't do it. Get, get off my yard, my lawn. Um, and the Emmys. Yeah. All time low a You're kidding. No one's tuning in anymore? They, they haven't for years, but right. this is the all time low. And, uh, but at least it's a new record. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. And scientists just issued a shockingly bleak warning to humanity. Oh my, here we go. Yeah, here we go, here we go, because scientists, I gotta tell you a little something about scientists. Now, I've mentioned this before, uh, being a professional magician since the age of 10, my own self, swallowing razor blades on stage and sawing people in half. I met a few scientists in my life and why are you interrupting me, Mark? That's fine. Because you have absolutely no timing? Correct. DD. And a guy who uh, loves Monty Python. Now, there's a troupe that always had timing, and you love them. It seems like you would have gleaned a little something from them. Oh, no. no, not even a thing. No. Uh, scientists are the easiest to fool. I've been fooling them for years. I would do my, uh, when Yuri Geller was the thing back in the late 70s, uh, yeah, mid-70s. When I was in school, I would do the same thing, and I would bend keys, and I would bend spoons, and so on, and the amazement from my my school cohorts was beyond belief. They, they thought, thought I had strong thumbs. They thought I had mystical powers. Right. I would explain, no, it's a trick. And they wouldn't believe me. <laughs> See, that's the funny thing. People want to believe. People want to believe in fortune tellers. People want to believe. But it's usually a scam a lama ding dong And that's what this is. But I would tell them it was. I would bend their key. How the hell do you do that? More importantly, why the hell do you do that? But Yuri Geller was bending things and and uh, sort of claimed that he, he had these supernatural powers. Yeah. Um, possessed these these powers to move inanimate objects. Uh, but I uh, yeah I was doing it as a as a performance, and so. I would perform at Elk Lodges, fraternal organizations, American Legions, and uh, some great places and some great people. But I do recall a few times there were quote-unquote scientists, and they introduced themselves as so. You, you, a kid learning magic can fool a scientist so quick it would make your head spin because they look at the most complicated method that could possibly be happening to float a woman or to saw someone in half. A kid is the toughest to fool because they they don't put a lot of thought into it. It's like, okay, uh, for some reason, their reasoning skills are much better than yeah. the scientists. 
So scientists, you're a bunch of nincompoops, always looking for the sky is falling. They say the, the scientists, say the earth, and by the way, this is shocking new information, my friends. Uh-huh. Scientists say that Earth's trees are facing an unprecedented level of extinction and humanity should be worried. <laughs> oh my God. Any specific tree? Tree hugging sons of bitches. One in the front yard. <laughs> yeah. It's gone. Yeah, yeah just two, choose a tree. <laughs> Uh, the state of our world's trees has been an ongoing issue for decades now, but that issue seems to be getting worse. And now we're facing a massive extinction level uh, issue that could threaten entire ecosystems. Does this not smack of global warming and and or global cooling, my friends? And or Climate change. Trees play an important role in the various ecosystems that cover our planet. Last year, a team of researchers released a paper titled State of the World's Trees, which looked at how the loss of some tree species has affected entire ecosystems. Uh, Now that same team of researchers has issued a warning as the ongoing issue with Earth's trees has become even more dire. Okay, that means nothing to me. It means nothing to anyone, frankly. I mean, it makes no sense. No, of course it doesn't. Yes, well, you know. Idiots. They still have this uh, group getting together to figure this out? They're scientists, Lori. Getting paid by somebody? Yes, they're getting paid by somebody. uh, We're talking about the experts. The experts. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are. Oh, my God. Why is it the left loves to believe it? Wait, I'm going to answer my own question. Why is it? that the left loves to believe in experts because they're fo- they are followers. That's why they are lemmings. They need someone else to tell them what to do. I have an answer for Hence this. the reason why politically they're on the left. They're the ones who bought into this BS, CDC crap, okay. the, the mask crap. Yes, Laura? Lori Lori Downey Jr., my friend. I think you should just be Magic Matt Allen, comma, expert. Well, Lori, but anyone is an expert. I'm an expert in radio. Yeah, I'm an expert too, but... But do I call myself an expert? But you must. No, 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 I won't. You must. Oh, I won't. Because the the term, the word expert, has been so blasphemized and overused, anyone can put that on a business card. It's like... The fact is, we uh, we broad chase, <clears throat> meant to say cast, from an 1876 Virginia City, Nevada-style bar here in the hills of the San Fernando Valley, spitting distance from Hollywood, California. Hollywood, California, um, you can walk down any street and find a guy, maybe a gal now, mm-hmm. with a business card that says manager. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's true. You know, I, I, see, to... To be an agent in Hollywood, you must have creds. Mm-hmm. It's a licensed profession, being an agent. A manager is this nebulous gray area, which is meaningless. And a dirty little secret, oh man, you're going to be glad you tuned into this because you're going to tell your friends this. A manager can't legally take a client's money. Mm-hmm. Legally, they... The client can simply say, yeah, I don't feel like paying you. Now, is the manager going to represent that person anymore? No. But what do they really do? Because I never had a manager, and I always had an agent. Did you have a manager? Yeah, sort of. Uh, I uh, Here's the thing. 
I needed a manager when I was when I wanted to pay him when I was a yeah I I just love to pay people (laughs) for no apparent reason I guess (laughs) well managers no no Mark you said 10% managers it's 15 to 20% now in the case of Colonel Tom Parker with Elvis it was 50% but but I have always laid claim to the fact that without Colonel Tom, I don't think there's an Elvis. Correct. So if there is no Elvis, I think 50% is is well worth it. I don't think uh, Elvis missed the 50%. No. No, I think he did okay. Well, if he's giving Cadillacs away to people. Yeah, he did all right, man. He did all right. Wish so um, I was I, going to say I wish he were still around, but man, he'd be in his nineties now. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't think we want to see this. This better be good, Mark C. G. Boyer. I want to. I want to know where I can get a business card and put manager <laughs> on it. That's real easy. Vistaprint. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and they're not a sponsor, but Vistaprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's real. It's real easy. I am manager. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, there's a fun fact that you may not have known. Managers. And agents hate managers. Oh, yeah. They hate them. Because they say that you don't need them. Right. That's why I'm curious. Like, why did you feel and, you needed a and manager? Much of the t- no, what I, what I, and thank you for getting me back on track. What mm-hmm. I needed was a really good manager. Someone who could direct me in the right way when I was making gazillions of dollars as a kid on the radio, especially here in Los Angeles at KISS FM. If I had someone say, Matt... You are now, your your brain is exploding and you're going a little nuts. What I would suggest you do is take a week off. Hmm. I'm talking about specific times in, in my career. You never take vacations. Never. I never took vacations. I And I had, uh, what, four weeks a year? But I wouldn't take them, so they'd have to pay me for them. Right. Always the Jew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I'm, a, I'm, not a, I'm an honorary Jew. Made that by the great Milton Berle. Now, there's a guy I'd miss because uh, I missed today, and I wish he were around today, because even when he was 89, 90, or 60, he still looked the same. He was always old. Milton <laughs> Burl was always old. Anyway. I think what you needed back then was an entertainment attorney to like negotiate your deals and. <laughs> Lori, I had everything. one. Had okay. one. Yeah. I think a manager was just like over the top. I met with this guy. I met with this guy, and I didn't sign with this guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever told anyone this story. I met with this guy, whose biggest client was the dude from mm. Karate Kid. Oh no! Now, no, oh. Ralph Macchio. Not Ralph. Oh. Not the the uh, other guy who plays uh, Cuba Kai or whatever. Cuba right. uh, Ju- uh, Gooding Jr. Kai. Not that guy. But the blonde-haired guy who was the bad, you know, the kid who was the, sort bad of the guy? bad guy. Yeah, he's in the news now, you know. Okay, well, I don't know if this guy is, but I, I forget his name. But that was his, that was his major client. And so we had a little meeting in his office. And uh, it, it just, uh, it was a nice little meeting, but... But I'm thinking, okay, so 15, 20% to a guy who's simply going to take my money. Now, now, uh, I'll tell you what, penny wise, pound foolish. Um, years ago in New York, while I was on uh, Afternoons at Z100, the uh, did I mention the biggest radio station in the history of radio? Yes, you'd have. In the world. Yeah. Uh, 
a manager wanted to sign me. Happened to be Howard Stern's oh, manager. Yeah, I remember this. And and we and I get the call and we met in his office, <laughs> and uh, and everything. And I'm I'm excited about this. This could be fun. In order to sign with this guy, you had to give him. Fifteen percent. It was ten or fifteen percent of everything I was currently making. Right. Instantly. Mm-hmm. So my paycheck, without them doing anything, and I said, and I said, <laughs> does does it was uh, uh, Buckwald. Right. And Don, I and Don. I and by the way, Don is still Howard Stern's manager. Right. A brilliant guy. He is brilliant showbiz guy. And he doesn't want just anybody. He's very specific. Yeah, it's true. But Don Don Buckwald made his his claim to fame was Broadway. Mm-hmm. He represented a lot of Broadway players. Yep. And then somehow he and Stern linked up, and the rest is history because Buckwald. Uh, always did the right thing for Stern. He knew exactly how much juice to put in, how much to flame the fire, how much to lay back. I mean, he turned Stern into a universally sort of loved guy who could appear in shows not as a shock jock, but a damn judge on major TV shows. But you knew this when he wanted to sign you, right? Well, what do you mean? I knew what? That he was with Howard Stern at the time? Of course, of course. Right. So I, always, I always loved Howard. That's the one guy you really want to be with. Yes, but... Don Buckwald was like, nobody could get to him. If he liked you... Did you and, call him Ken? No, Don oh, Buckwald. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Yeah, Don. But if he signed, if he wanted you and you signed with him, you would have been golden. He wanted me so... He wanted me so, so badly. I, I'll get to the second part. Uh, so sitting in the office... And I said, well, does this make sense to you that without doing anything, you you automatically and instantly get 15 or whatever percentage of the money I'm already making? Mm-hmm. And he just said, well, yes. Right. In order for us to do the due diligence, I'm not buying this. You know, you use car salesman. I'm not oh. buying this. But that would have been the right decision to make with that guy because you don't know what he could have given you. So dig this. Yeah. yeah. A, a friend of mine, Jay Thomas, uh, uh, God rest his soul. Uh, I love Jay Thomas. Yep. Radio guy, great actor, uh, truly a brilliant comedic talent, and a really good dude. Yeah. And he and I could talk politics, although he was a Democrat, and I'm obviously not. But he was an old school Democrat, and we really didn't get into it. And I always loved him, and I and I believe he loved me. He did love you and, very much. And he passed away way too young. Yep. But Jay Thomas, I asked him after I said no to Don Buckwald, because he was representing Jay Thomas as well. Right. And I said, so what do you think about, uh, you know, uh, Buckwald? He said, I love him. I I think he's great. If he wants you, you know, do it. All right. Now, fast forward a few months. (laughs) I'm still in New York. I get the call again. Oh. Don would like to see you again. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking to myself, okay, so they're not going to mandate the percentage of my paycheck this time. <laughs> I mean, if they want another meeting, uh, yeah. right? You and they're they watching. They're watching my career. I mean, I'm all over the newspapers in New York. I am the most, not one to boast, but honest to God, the most listened to radio personality without a syndicated show in the United States of America. Were you on VH1 at this point? Yeah, I was on VH1 as well. Okay. And... <laughs> 
And I, I, in fact, I set my hair on fire accidentally on VH1, and the director wanted to cut it. I said, no way are you cutting this. I mean, I can smell my hair burning. We're leaving this in. Why did it burn? Because I did this fire trick where I lit some on fire. It was right about the same time Michael Jackson set his hair on fire. But I I didn't mean to set my hair on fire. So I understand how that could have happened to Michael. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, not being a pyrotechnics uh, genius or nothing, but always a magician, as I pointed out. Uh, So it was a a stupid move. So I, I go to the second meeting about six months later. And it was, it was the same thing. Oh, yeah. They needed the percentage. I said, why am I here? Why, why am I wasting my time? Now, in retrospect, it could have been money well spent because of his linkage mm-hmm. with shows. Right. The stuff Howard doesn't want to do at that time, maybe I'll do. Oh, yeah. You know, I was almost the, the host of uh, Hollywood Squares. And you know who edged me out for that? Shadow Stevens. No, and uh, I was up, yeah, but I was about to say that. Uh, but I, the story goes, oh, I, I forget who the hell it was against. So forget about that. But move on to American Top Forty. This is when. Uh, uh, Watermark, or whoever the hell uh, bought American Top 40, hosted by Casey Kasem. Uh, Casey wanted more money. They said no. Casey said, okay, I'll do my own countdown under my own name. Casey, and, he, and brilliant. Mm-hmm. Casey Kasem, a brilliant man. And not funny, never had to be funny, but brilliant on the radio. Yes. His intonation, his, his it was articulate and... Anyway, those dead dog stories. Uh, but that's Casey. Ponderous. Yeah, ponderous. ponderous, man. Ponderous. Get Don on the phone. Get Don Buck. In fact, I wonder if Don Buckwald would talk to me now. Get Don on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it was, I was up for the American Top 40 gig as the host. And it came down between two people. Me and a man who was the voice and... Sometimes the center square on Hollywood Square's Shadow Stevens. Mm -hmm. Shadow got the gig. They went with Shadow because of his national notoriety visually on Hollywood Squares. And so it was between my dear, dear friend Shadow and my own self, and Shadow nabbed that gig. And the rest is history. There you go. Look what look what you've learned that you never wanted to know in the first few minutes of Outlaw Radio. You've learned that trees are going away and that I am a dumbbolt when it comes to business and my career. Uh, Rock Legends Kiss, uh, Stop a Concert, Slam Liberals, and R. Kelly convicted next on Outlaw. Trapped in a dive bar on the politically incorrect side of the tracks. Radio from the Hollywood Fringe. Smoking, drinking, interrupting. Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt Allen. Cleaning my rifle and dreaming of you. Scratching your audio itch every Saturday. 